Hallelujah. Church growth and anakazo. Eh? Church growth and hard work. Is that also? Reasons for church growth. Have you heard a lot of things? Eh? Yeah. Amen. Father, thank you for a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you have bought any book at all? Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. You have bought any book at all? Can I see your hand? Oh, when I say can I see your hand, I want you to lift up your hand properly. Only a few people. Right. So now, we have looked at why an akazo is important for church growth. Hallelujah. Now, how can you practically apply the principle of anakazo? Now, you have, you have understood that without it, your church cannot grow. So, how can you practically apply the principle of anakazo? So, we are now going to look at how to use anakazo to induce church growth. To induce church growth. Now, in medicine, we have something called induction of labor. Sometimes, a woman goes into labor and she cannot deliver the baby. Yeah. Sometimes, the process doesn't start at all. Like pregnancy, within 40 weeks, the baby should be coming out. So the doctors have waited 40 weeks. 41 weeks. 42 weeks. At that time, even the liquid in the womb is diminishing. The baby is overgrowing. And the baby can die. So, the woman must bring out the child. The church growth. But the church growth is not coming. The growth is in the womb. It's not coming out. So if we leave it there to die. So now we must find a way of forcing the womb to bring out the baby. That artificial method is called induction. So there are special chemicals that are injected into the woman's system. And then it makes the muscles of the womb begin to contract and push the baby out. I mean, if you understand that. Sometimes the process starts, but it's too slow. It's too slow. There are three stages of labor. The first stage, the tip of the womb, the tip of the womb must open. It is closed. It can admit only a tip of your finger. And it must close until it becomes like 10 centimeters so that the head of the baby, have you seen the head of the baby? Is it big? Can come out. Now that first stage is the longest stage, especially in a woman who has not delivered before. It's the longest stage. So every now and then, the doctors will go and check. Is it open enough? And when they think that it's open enough, 
they now encourage the woman to push. And that is the second stage where the woman is pushing the baby. You see, labor is like bringing for church growth. You have to push. Otherwise, your church will remain a desire in your spiritual womb. It will not come out. And in the process of the labor, Anakazo, Biazo, Anadea is used fully. For example, Anadea, shamelessness. You see, if I take many of you to the labor world, you won't believe your eyes. You will be shocked. Is that, uh, why, I, this woman, why? Are they serious in life at all? Why? How can they be walking around like that? They are just walk free. Insulting their husbands. So easy for them. Pain. Everything is removed. They are walking around. Free. Say, Dr. When? Dr. When? They will squeeze your hand. Can even slap you? Hey, John. Colin, when the pain John. Your head like both, John. Then, then, as they're doing the second thing, when they have to push, the nurses don't joke with the women at all. Some women are lazy. Yeah. They slap them. Give them a knock. Push! Some of them are trying to sleep. You can't sleep. Baby is dying. So they force them. They compel them. In fact, labor there is just like church growth. All the things perfect. Hallelujah. So sometimes this process of the tip of the womb opening, it delays. So once again, some chemical is given sometimes to soften the neck of the womb and to let the contractions work properly. Do you understand that? In the same way, you need an akazo to induce the church growth. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just like we have heard that to have a child you and your wife must make love. So love helps to bring having a child. So that's the first part we heard. The anakazo helps to bring church growth. That's it. But now that we have bring the church growth, how must we actually push it out? How do we actually induce it? That's what we are going to talk about. How can you use the principle of anakazo to induce church growth. Number one, use anakazo to prepare a great supper. The Bible says that a certain man prepared a great supper. Do you remember Luke chapter 14 and invited many? Eh? So growing the church, one of the things that you must do is to create a great supper. God wants to win the whole world. You must also be wanting to win the whole world. Amen. Huh? Yeah. Anyone who wants church growth must prepare for it. So use an to, to prepare. You must prepare for the church growth. Even what we are doing is part of the preparation. Because our understanding is being enlightened. Our appetite is being whipped up. Is that also? How many of you can't wait to go back to deal with that church? Eh? How many of you are angry already? Are you angry? Yeah. Amen. Most Christians, most Christian outreaches are not successful unless there's a lot of preparation. Ask yourself how much preparation has gone into anything you do. If there's a lot of preparation, there's usually a lot of success. Crusades, church growth, outreaches, 
depend on your preparation. This Anakazo man prepared for his great program. Being in the ministry has not happened without thousands of hours of preparation. Sermons I preached to 10 people some years ago are the same sermons I'm preaching to thousands today. Preaching to a small group of 10 people was part of God's preparation for me. If you want God to use you mightily, you must start preparing now. Take every opportunity you have to do something useful in the church. Years ago, I remember playing the drums and the piano in my church. Though I didn't know it at the time, that was part of my preparation for ministry. Today, I know a lot about music and musical equipment. I can discuss intelligently all details that concern music, worship, and expensive equipment. My experience with the music department has been a valuable asset to me. So, preparation. Preparation. Now, for example, there are many of us here. Listen to me. There are many of us here. Today is Friday. If on Sunday, the Lord gives you 100 people. This Sunday, 100 people. The Lord gives you 100 people. There will be a lot of confusion in your church. Because you are not prepared to receive 100 people. You are prepared to receive 20 people. But not 100 people. You don't have chairs for 100 people. You don't have space for 100 people. You don't even have a certain heart for 100 people. You don't have messages. If 100 people come, what are you going to say to them? Are you getting that? So that is why you must prepare. You must prepare. People want to quickly become great. But no, God doesn't work that way. Listen, church growth. Tonight, I may tell you more about that. Church growth starts with the pastor. Any pastor whose church has grown in his heart, the church grew there. Is it the way I am? By the grace of God, my church cannot be small. No, no, no. I, my whole spirit, soul, body, mind is anti-small church. It's anti-small church. And when you see my pastors, it's the same. Every month we have what we call um, CBM, Cathedral Business Meeting. We can be there from the evening to dawn. These days, we have mastered it. So, you know, where we go into all the issues. What did we do last month? How many outreaches? How many souls were won? How many were we able to retain? How many have backslidden? Different things. We'll be there for hours. And you see, if you are a visitor, you come into that meeting. You'll be, you'll be wondering, hey, this big cathedral, there's nobody here. There's nobody in this church. That is how your mind, is it? Because of the way we criticize ourselves and the way we talk and we are more happy about the attendance, you know, and all that. But that's a church that has multiples of thousands. But we want more. So even if something changes small, we are not happy. We are not happy. We are allergic a small church. And we continuously prepare for more increase. I was telling you, I'm training about 300 new cell leaders now. That is preparation for more growth. Preparation for more growth. So you, the pastor, eh, you must prepare yourself. You must prepare your mind. You must prepare your mind. 
Can you even receive church growth? Your mind. In the Bible, you see, God took his time to prepare people. Eh? Joseph, God called him when he was about 17 years. You are going to be great. Joseph, you are going to be great. But God prepared him. Can you go through frustration, Joseph? Can you go through abandonment? Can you go through hatred? Can you go through false accusation? Can you go through all that? Do you understand? Can you go through all that? God used the different circumstances to prepare him. He was being prepared to become great in ministry. The Bible says that Joseph was tested. Hallelujah. Your church. You say you want church growth. You have 25 people. So what are you going to do? Buy more chairs. So when you go, one of the preparations is that buy more chairs. Increase the current chairs of 25. Buy another 50. You have 75 chairs. So when you go to church, is it because now you have 25 chairs and 20 people come. Only five are not full. Are not occupied. So it looks as if the church is full. But when the church becomes the church becomes 75 and there are 25 people, you see emptiness. How many of you understand that? Always create empty, emptiness. Fill the whole place. Bishop Koku, you have to fill the whole of this category of chairs. Some must be here. Some must be here. The back, everywhere. See that? The category becomes empty. So when you go to church, you can't be happy. You'll be like the Lord who was angry. And he said, go. You will always tell your people, go. I've broken down my services. Instead of having big four services, I've broken the services down. So there's always space at the cathedral. It's intentional. Yeah. Or oh, you don't understand it? Yes. So I've broken down the services. Instead of filling the cathedral with, you know, we could fill it with, let's say, three services. Fill. Front to back, front to back, front to back. No. They've broken it. So when you come at the service, the, the, the place is full, but there's still a lot of space. Now that space means we need to bring more people. We need to bring more people. How many of you can understand that? Yes. Your prayer life, your word life, do you have messages? Do you have the word of God in you to feed an increasing, growing church? So start now. Start now. Your leadership skills, as the church grows, okay, I was teaching you to go for the ordinary people and all that. As the church grows, prominent people will also come into the church. Lawyers, doctors, you know. Can you relate with them? Do you have leadership skills to be able to relate with them and talk in such a way that they can accept you? Because many people feel that pastors are daft. The general impression, recently when we, the Ghana Charismatic Bishops Council, we brought out a communique to the government. I was looking at some uh, comments on some of the listen. Now, one of the comments was that, what do the pastors know? What do the pastors know? That is their mind. That is their, their mind. <laughs> but we can be ministers and more. Yeah, we can be ministers and more. And more. There's nothing that any minister is doing that we cannot do. 
Yeah. We, we have a global ministry, an international ministry, in more than 76 countries. And we oversee the affairs in a calm, systematic, orderly way. And the thing keeps on expanding. You should go and see the campus that a church has built. The orderliness, the architecture, and everything. And you should compare it with the development that we do in the country. The disorder. You are telling us that what do we know? You don't know anything. One time I was flying from Tamale here to Accra. And I sat by somebody. I was reading, the person was reading. So we're all engrossed, you know. About 15 minutes before we landed, I just looked at my eyes and I realized that, you know, the person was reading a law book. I said, oh, are you a lawyer? So we got into talking. Then he introduced himself, a big government official. A big government official. And when I said I was a pastor, no, himself came. You, the charismatic pastors, he started blasting us fully. Yeah. I waited for him to finish. So I asked him, are you a leader? Do I understand leadership? If we are a leader, you should be doing this, you should be doing this. See, we, we are pastors. If you look at my church, we have done this, 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 this. You say, you're a leader, what have you done? You are sitting down here blasting pastors. Do you see? And then he said, oh, no, I'm not talking about you people. No, no, no. I'm not, it's not you. It's not, it's not you people that I'm talking about. It's not you. I say, uh, you, you speak the truth. Speak the truth. He gave me his card. It's the few we adapt. But that is the truth. Many of us, we don't learn. You've come here. You are looking at this bush like, and rather you are going to buy TZ. A pastor must be knowledgeable. A pastor must be knowledgeable. A pastor must read. A pastor must learn. A pastor must understand. One of the leadership principles is know a little about everything. A pastor must do it. Look, you should know a little about malaria, typhoid, pregnancy, law. A little. To a certain level. Yeah. Many pastors, you don't know anything about construction. So when you are building your church, you say, let's leave it to the architects. They bring bills to you that are five times what must be. You should come and see me arguing and negotiating over prices. Yeah. Presently, one of our bishops came to Boko. We are building there. When he came, the people have made some charges. The workers, they have made some charges. This, this. He sat them down. He said, what is the meaning for this charge? They said this. He said, no. If you lay 100 blocks, 100 blocks, do you understand it? To a certain level. Four courses. Seven courses. Eight courses. This is the rate. If it goes higher, this is the rate. He started explaining to them. He slashed down the bell. That you cannot charge this. He proved to them that he knew what they were, they were doing. So if you want to become a mega church pastor, you have to prepare. You must become international. You must become international. Yes. You cannot be a pastor. All that you know is your area. You must know other countries. Other, you should be able to relate with other people. When you get a guest, a guest comes to you where you are. 
Doesn't it? The person has come from America, from England. He's not used to tease it. He doesn't know how to eat it. You have to send him to a restaurant. And if there's no restaurant there, your wife should be able to cook an international cuisine and serve. So the fact that you cannot serve international cuisine is a sign that you are not ready to receive international guests. You are not ready. You have to prepare. You have to prepare. Otherwise, they will look at you like that and say, hey. And you, when they invite you, and they send you to a restaurant, you can't eat anything. Because you say, Banku is not there. You know, this one is not there. Jollof rice is not there. Nothing. They say, would you like some salad? Sa- they brought salad and put it there. Look at I'm a goat. After eating, they will ask you, we like some tea? You say, oh, no, 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 no. It's white people who drink tea. It is international to drink tea. And then when you ask, can you give me sugar and milk? Well, they know that. They know where you have come from. They know where you have come from. They won't say anything, only that they know where you have come from. So, use an akazo to prepare. Hallelujah. The key of preparation. Hmm? The key of preparation. David was anointed. First Samuel 16, 13. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. When he was a young man. It took another 20 years for him to become the king. Bible scholars tell us that Elisha followed Elijah for 20 years. Preparation. During Gehazi's preparation, he rather was chasing money. So he was displaced from the ministry. God has to test you. Part of your preparation is how you handle the church's money. It's part of your preparation. So as you are stealing the money, God is not confident to give you more money. That's why you will not have money. The ability and the discipline to determine that this is the church's money and this is my money is what is going to allow God to give you even more money. How to prepare the choir. You want to build a mega church? When your choir comes to stand there and they are singing, there's no order. The voices are not correct. The singing is all over the place. There are ten people. Five of them don't know the, the song. They'll be tilapia in. Do you understand it? Their movement is not correct. Some are moving here, some are moving here. So somebody who has come to your church for the first time, transferred from Takrad or something, has come, a manager, come to your church. As he looks at this disorderliness in your church, not here, not here. Let me go here. Your church is not ready. You have not prepared the church for growth. I hear you go home. Your toilet facility. When you go, there's disaster. Disaster. This nice lady has come. She's going to use the washroom. Oh! Your mobile. She won't come again. It takes a lot of things for the church to grow. 
prepare. Can I have an amen? amen. Are you here and go home? Amen. Number two, use an akazo to influence many people. Use an akazo, use an akazo to influence many people. You notice that this man in Luke 14 held a great supper and invited many people. One of the primary reasons churches do not grow is because Christians keep to themselves. You cannot keep to yourself if you want to be an effective witness for the Lord Jesus. When you sit on a bus, you can decide to be friendly to those nearby. Begin talking to the people around you. I always try to share the gospel with people around me. I always have some good news about Jesus. He has saved me and set me free. During my second year in medical school, we lived in a beautiful Legon campus. And he used different skills and different opportunities to witness, to stubborn, happy uh, students who were engaging in all kinds of foolish things. Hallelujah. So organize a large supper through an akazo. Number three, use an akazo and never cancel your service. Anyone practicing an akazo is not prepared to cancel his service. Is not prepared to cancel his service. Yeah. Oh, they came and said that the people that you invited, they said they won't cancel. No problem. Let's go and invite some other people. When you hold a crusade and you see that there are not many people there, leave the crusade grounds, organize your people, move into the people standing by and in their homes and hold them by their hand and say, there's a crusade. I want you to come. This is a, come. This one. Get a mic. Introduce yourself. Who are you? Yes. Introduce yourself. My name is Eric Ajay. Are you a pastor? Introduce yourself properly. Why you, what do you do? Reverend Eric Ajay. I'm a missionary in Bogatanga. Yes. How did you become a missionary? Um, you, you sent me to Bogatanga. But many years ago, I think 14 years ago, there was a crusade in my there area. There was a crusade? Yes. A crusade. Where? Shalom Sports. Where is that? Lashibi. Where is Lashibi? In Accra. Accra. Who was holding the crusade? Bishop Itefo. Yeah. And what um, happened? So, I was invited to the crusade by... How were you invited? You came on your own? No, I didn't. I didn't. I was, did, you, did you see the crusade? I didn't. I was passing by. Passing by? One of the pastors. You were going somewhere? Yes, I was going somewhere. Did you have in mind to come for a crusade? At all. At all. I, I don't have anything to do with the crusade. So, what happened? Then the... Pastor Kwesi came to see me, said that we have a crusade. I want you to come to the crusade. I was with my friends. Initially, we resisted. We didn't want to come. Then he forced us. How did he force you? He didn't beat you? No, he didn't. He said, let's go. We'll sit down. We'll close right now. We wouldn't belong. We wouldn't take too much time. See, to compel, to entreat, to make it necessary. So, oh, you don't have time. Don't worry. Within 20 minutes, it will be over. So you came? Yes, so I decided... And you gave my life to Christ? And I gave my life to Christ. I came to the church? I came to the church. And went, and went to the Bible school? I went to the Bible school. He's a pastor today. Thank you. Do you do crusades? You don't do crusades? Huh? 
do crusades. When you set up with your members and you go into the crowd and do the same thing that you felt. People who are standing, there's a crusade. Please, because, oh, we are, we'll come and say, no, no, no. Look, Jesus loves you. Something happened. You receive a miracle. Let's go. Ten minutes now. The man of God will finish. We cannot have crusades without an akazu. It's not possible. You will come. You will come. And you'll be saved. And you'll be happy with Jesus. Amen. Call many people. Call many people. Do not cancel your meeting. Do not cancel your meeting. If you go to church and people don't come, leave the church. Go to the area and gather people to come and have a service. But you see, you need an akazu. You need forcefulness. You need shamelessness. Number four, use an akazu to prevent having empty halls. Your hall will be empty without an akazu. Wow. Come Foster. Did you used to work at Kologono Cathedral? What happened on Sundays? Um, in the Kologono Cathedral on Sundays, um, I remember when in the Bible school, we leave school as early as 5 a.m. I was in Kokomba, um, the Kokomba town, that community there. And then we leave school as early as 5 a.m. Did you have a cell? Yes. That's what you have to explain. Had a cell. I had a cell. Where? In, in the Concoma community. How many people did you have? And then I had eight people in my cell. Eight? Yes. Sundays, what happened? Sundays, as early as 5 a.m. And then we'll go there to go and mobilize you walk? people. Yes, we walk. We walk. Like about 30 minutes walk. What time? And 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Yeah. Then what happens? We go there, sometimes when we get there, the people are asleep, most of the time. And then, they, they are not properly dressed and all that. We wake them up, we knock their, their doors, their rooms, we wake them up, tell them it's time for church. Then I wait for one or two to get prepared, start bathing, then I move to the, the other, like that, till I'm, I've gone around all the eight people. And then I come back to the first again to check on them. But most of the time, we wake them up when we go. And then you put them in hot. We have a point where we will gather them and then the bus will come and pick them to the church. Put them in a bus? Yes. Then you bring them where? To the Kolegono Cathedral. To the church? Yes. So they will come to church? Yes. Yeah. Are some of them shepherds now? Yes. I have two people there in church now who are shepherds. Yeah. You don't need to go and wake them up again. They are leaders in the church. You have arranged your chairs. Now put on your suit of your color. Waiting for them. Keep on. Keep on. Yeah? You know, there's something that Sunday morning you see. I said my first service and the second one. We should start at 6.30. So now it has even moved. We have changed the time to about 7. By the time I am preaching, maybe about 50 people. And I started preaching. By about 7.15, 7.20, the buses start to come. Do you understand? And the cathedral that is empty. It's almost as if that you are going to carry people in trucks and then you have just dropped them. You see people coming, running. An endless train of people running like this. And within five, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, the whole place is full. 
we use anakazo. Especially those who have just started coming to church. You know, and I was telling you earlier that even sometimes people who have been, you know, sometimes some people are in church one year, they are not serious. We keep on. But gradually, these same people, we train them to become shepherds. And now, they know how to rise up, get ready, sit in the church, in the bus, and come to church. And they now themselves also begin to do it on others. Without that, your church will be empty, brother. It will be empty. They have no mind to come to church on Sunday. That is why I get disappointed when I see that our graduates are struggling on the field. I say, well, we taught you Anakazu. So what has, but you see, some of them become big. So when they get married, they become big. They can't wake up. I mean, an old man now. You know, they're enjoying. Without Anakazu, your service will be empty. But Anakazu man, he said, no, 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 no. They didn't come. Go. The place is still not full. Go again. Hallelujah. That is how to have a full meeting. That is how not to cancel your meeting. You must do wow. Whatever you can do. Sometimes they go and they iron for the people. People give excuses. One, one, one time I was having a, I don't know whether it's a shepherd's conference or something. One shepherd explained to me, no, yes, he was not a shepherd. I've forgotten the story. But he was explaining to me how he became who he was. That the person came to him and he gave the person the excuse that he doesn't have his shoe. He said, the shepherd removed his shoe. Wait. And the shepherd walked barefooted and made sure that he brought him to church. That is what is called anakazu. Compare. Necessitate. Drive. Make a way. One shepherd was telling me how he got established in church. He said this shepherd will come to him and he will give him excuse of excuse. But every Sunday, the guy was there. Every Sunday, the guy was there. Until one day, this guy was fed up. He said, okay, let me go and visit the church for once. He said, when you got there, no, the pastor said, you are an usher. Stand here. That was it. That was it. Because it's an Asha. You can't say you come to church. You're an Asha. I hear you go home. Give the Lord a wonderful clap of him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number five. Use an Akazo to overcome people's excuses. Use an Akazo to... Look, how many of you realize that one of the main reasons why people don't come to church is excuses. They always have a story. Number six. Use an Akazo to overcome people's lies. And most of the excuses, they are lying. Look at these people. You say you have bought a land. They are inviting you for supper. Supper is in the evening. Supper is like 7 p.m. Dinner at 7 p.m. Is it now that you are going into the field to go and inspect a land? Well, are you not afraid that a snake will bite you? But it is just an excuse. Land you are bought already. 
You say, I've married a wife, I cannot come. What a wonderful opportunity to send your wife for supper, meet other people. Will she not be happy? It's just an excuse. So, you see, you need an account to overcome the excuses of people. The excuses and the lies. And you see, it's all orchestrated by Satan. It's all orchestrated by Satan is the one because he has, he, he's the liar from the beginning. Eh? The Bible says when he speaks of himself, he speaks a liar because he's a liar from the beginning. You must overcome the excuse. They said they can't come for outreach. We can't, why can't you come? You can come. You can come. We are going for the outreach. He said, I have to study for exams. Let's go and come. When we come, stay up in the night and revise for the exam. You are placing God's work over your exam. Do you think God will be happy with you? Do you think that God will be happy with you? So I want you to come for the outreach. The outreach will just be two hours, from two to four, or from four to six. After that, go home, sleep, rest, and then learn in the night, and also you have made God happy. He will be happy to pass. You have to, you have to overcome the excuse. But many of us, we accept excuses. We accept. They say they can't come. They say they can't come. It cannot be done. It can be done. It can be done. It can be done. Overcome it. Your members say they can't pay tight. Tell them that they can pay. For as long as they eat. How do they eat? That same means by which they, they eat, they should pay tight from it. If they don't have money at all, and only yams that they have, they should pay the tight in yams. So at the end of the month, you have about 40 tubers of yams. Go and sell. Get some 10 Ghana cities or 20 Ghana cities. That is your tithe. But don't say that you cannot pay. Do not accept excuses. The man, the Anakazuma, he did not accept excuses. He overcame. You must overcome excuses. And you yourself, stop making excuses. Here, over here, the people, they are not interested in church. Over here. But which part in the world are people interested in church? Over here, on Sunday, in the morning, the people rather go to their farm. So overcome it. Overcome it. I told you. So when are the people available? They go to farm, they come at 3 p.m. By 5, 6, they are finished eating. So fix your service at 7 o'clock. And become anointed and preach. And when they come, lay hands on them. And cast out demons. And pray for them for, for miracles and healings. Let them, let them see the, uh, the grace and the anointing of God upon your life. When you call them to come, they will come. Because they know that when they come, something happens in that place. I can't buy a land because the land here is very expensive. You can buy a land. You can buy a land. Go and see the chief. See that the land costs 4,000 Ghana cities. We don't have it. Can you give it to us? Every month we pay 50 Ghana cities until we are finished paying. We are a church. We are not going anywhere. This is where we are. You have a land. Overcome the excuses. Many of you possess yourself. You are the chief excuse giver. So that spirit has been transferred onto your members. Don't accept excuses. Don't accept it. Since we came here, we have been making live feed on Facebook. We have been streaming the conference 
you know. But we forgot to bring, I think there's a special cable, we forgot. So we landed before we remembered, and it was a struggle. Eventually, I think they got something to improvise. So we got reports that the pictures are not clear, the sound comes, it cuts, you know, I mean, various sort of things. I got to hear about it yesterday. I told them, if we cannot guarantee, a, because when you put it on the internet, it means the whole world is watching. So if you cannot get a certain quality, don't do it. So we just took a decision. We'll not do it. That's all. That's all. Instead of doing something that you look funny, the whole conference will look funny. It's as if that children are playing, you know. Yeah. So I said, cut it off. Number seven, use an acaso to make a way. Number eight, use an acaso to go out of your usual cycles of friends. Have you seen a man? He invited big people, landowners, people who are marrying, business owners. One day he can say, let's go for the poor. Let's go for the poor. Yeah. Go out of your normal cycle. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Anakazo and church group. True anakazo. True shamelessness. True biazo. Forcefulness. You are going to build a large church. Hallelujah. May the Lord grant you that spirit. May the Lord grant you that spirit. Just lift up your hands and pray and say, Lord, Lord, help me. The spirit of anarchism. The spirit of anarchism. Lift up your hands and begin to pray.